but we're talking about living deliberately, creating consciously. So if you're not going to allow it to happen, you're going to try to force it to happen. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, I'm Mike Dooley, here to remind you once more that your thoughts become things. And I'm going to do it today by dropping another edition of a week's worth of spiritual tune-ups. These were broadcasted live. My answers to fellow adventurers' questions about life, dreams, and happiness. And each one took 5, 10, or 15 minutes. We've sewn them all together for your viewing and listening enjoyment. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Jumbo fellow adventurer. Time for a spiritual tune-up. I'm Mike Dooley. Hope you had an awesome weekend. As we were doing last week, we're talking a lot about manifesting. Questions that pertain to making 2021 the best year of your life so far. A really cool question came in from Instagram. The question being, Mike, how much doing should we be doing versus allowing when we're doing a visualization program? So you already get thoughts become things. You're already spending four minutes a day or approximately with pictures of the end result in mind. What do you do with every other waking hour of the day? Do you take action? Do you allow? Does one uh, exclude the other? This is a super common question that I've been getting for 20 years right now, and it's actually pretty simple um, if you drill down a little bit. There is no contradiction between go, go, go and allow, allow, allow. Somehow we're speaking two different languages here. What is the opposite of go? Stop. That's not allow. What is the opposite of allow? You might say resist, but we're talking about living deliberately, creating consciously. So if you're not going to allow it to happen, you're going to try to force it to happen. That's where we've been forcing it, right? So it's either stop or go, allow or force. One doesn't negate the other. The answer is go, 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 go but allow at the same time. So go down this path, go down that path, write your book, joinmatch.com, uh, knock on the door, turn over stones, ask for help, follow your heart, stay out there in the game, dream, have the end result. And in that moment, your manifestation is being pressed to you. And you'll get there through so-called coincidences, happy accidents, serendipities, when you show up, show up, show up. So once you're dreaming, the magic is ordained. You just need to show up and allow through receivership. And the way you show up and allow through receivership is you are present. You are engaged in life. And you do not ever, this is the crux, insist or attach to any one path, person, timeline that shows up. Surrender to the who's, the how's, the when's, the where's. That doesn't mean don't take action. Try that path, try that path, try multiple paths at the same time. As soon as you insist or attach to one, you exclude all other possibilities from reaching you. You want to leave the door open for or better. So the question of allow versus go is broken and fatally flawed. Do both. They're not exclusive. Just don't insist or attach or demand on the way. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, welcome to another spiritual tune-up. I'm Mike Dooley. 
Today's question is about sleepless anxiety, which I know a little bit about. My whole life, I've bordered on a little bit of anxiety. And uh, I've got three tricks for you. Okay, first, the question. Mike, can you explain how one can stop or deal with fears creeping in? I know our upbringing conditioned us. How do we break away from these rigid negative thoughts, these fears? First, whenever somebody wants to bring up the past, uh, and this was done, you know, uh, reasonably, uh, I know our upbringing conditioned us. It's not that complicated. Yes, there's all kinds of negativity in the world. Even parents or guardians who loved us very much uh, unnecessarily scared us. But you can set yourself free on a dime in a moment through understanding your power. The power you have lies in the present moment. And it is magnified exponentially when you drill down to truth. You're an unlimited gladiator of love and joy. You're inclined to succeed. The whole world is your oyster. You're pushed on to greatness every day. And if there is an imbalance, your entire being knows how to heal it and is working on it. So you've got more going for you with this uh, condition or, or any other condition than you typically ever give yourself credit for. You're going to get up. You're going to hit a home run. You're going to get past sleep anxiety. You're going to get past all those other isms and fears that may be bothering you. So now first, my three, no last, my three tips for you. This may, these may seem so little, but it took a while for me to get them myself. Number one, whatever is bothering you, do something about it. Now, I understand from a metaphysical perspective, if you are doing something about the thing that bothers you, it can very often reinforce its existence in your life. But still, I have found, given our inclination to succeed, even if we do something a little bit negative, I'll give you an example in a minute, because of our innate positivity and the other positive things we're doing, that negative thing will not amount to a hell of beings, yet because of the expression and that you're in action and that you're taking control of the situation by doing something, everything gets easier. Vividly, I remember 20 years ago, really worried about money. I didn't know what my career would be. I just liquidated a t-shirt business. I was sending out some free emails. Is that going to go anywhere? Um, am I delusional? I've got bills to pay. What if I have to sell my home? Uh, if I don't have the money coming in? What if nobody buys it? What if I lose my home? But, you know, we try to resist those fears. Don't resist fear. Fear usually means you're exactly where you're supposed to be and there's a lesson to learn. So be there. And instead of resisting it and turning a blind eye to it, finally I capitulated and I really did something about, instead of just trying to make money, which was not going well, I went on the offense in cutting costs. Um, I ate a lot of ramen noodles back then. Um, I discontinued in phases my cable TV uh, and, I, and I assessed other things in my life where I made cutbacks. Now, that might sound like escapism. That might sound like quitting. Uh, it felt like those things. It was very negative of me to be doing that. But the, the action I took that was so, so simple and cutting back little expenses and extravagances 
made me feel like I was in control. And although it was a negative demonstration that reinforced the lack of income coming in, it gave me so much calm to take control that in my other avenues of pursuit, my baby steps, knocking on doors, turning over stones, hmm, instead of writing emails as Mike, I could write them as the universe. Suddenly I had this new traction because I had peace of mind, because I took action, even though it was negative and it embroiled me with, with um, you know, the total immersion into fear, I felt so much better. And again and again in my life, uh, a sleepless night or two in the last couple of years, if I get up at two or three o'clock in the morning and start working on that thing that's intimidating me, whoo, I feel so much better. Don't resist it. Okay, head on. You've got it in you. It wouldn't have shown up if you couldn't prevail. Go, tip, trick number two. Ask yourself. Ask yourself. Maybe do some journaling on your computer or when you walk the dog or whatever it is for you when you're taking a bath. But, but pointedly give yourself some time to ask yourself, what might you be overlooking? It might be really small. It might be really small that that because of earlier experiences, you've turned that small thing into a big thing. And once you realize it's that little tiny thing that's bothering you, it's not worthy of being a big thing status and the fear can go away just by putting your finger on it. So write down, what am I missing in your journal? What could I be seeing that's plain as day that I'm simply not seeing? And then write the answer. And it will feel like you're making it up. It'll feel like, oh, this is not real. It'll feel like I need a psychotherapist. Be your own psychotherapist, which is not a diss towards psychotherapy. If you need a professional, get a professional. There's no shame. But write your questions out. How else could I view this situation? Where else? What other alternatives might I evaluate? Depending on what's going on, write it and then write the answers. You don't have to follow the answer. Often starting an answer will lead to another answer, lead to another answer, and you'll have clarity you didn't know existed. So ask what's being overlooked. And trick number three, don't, don't hate me for this. Be sure you're not oversleeping. Trying, what I mean is trying to sleep too much. I just shared this in a Q&A with my 21-day course right now, and I think it bears mentioning in this forum, and I know it's helped me so much when I have felt a little bit of insomnia in my life. Um, Seth, S-E-T-H, dictated by the late Jane Roberts, you can find the Seth books, in particular, The Nature of Personal Reality, says that one of the things that happens to us is that we are told by society that we should have eight to 10 hours of sleep a night. And I'm one of those people eight to 10 hours, sometimes 11 hours, okay? I need more sleep. I, I used to be one of those people. Seth says that really you should never sleep more than six hours maximum because your muscles are yearning for activity. And ideally what you would do would be to sleep anywhere between three and five hours and supplement that with a short nap or two later on in the day. Seth says, and the profundity of Seth is off the charts. So while I don't know things about sleep medically, given what Seth has shared, this has a lot of weight for me. And you can find these passages in that book I just named. 
Seth says that, that when we get older, if we try to sleep too long, we, we find we, our body doesn't need it and we can't fall asleep, which keeps us in bed to try to sleep longer and make up for it, which we can't because we don't need it. And then we stay longer in bed and people are actually in bed way too long trying to sleep than they need sleep. And it creates this kind of vicious cycle. And you think to yourself, I have insomnia. It's like, no, you got enough sleep back by 4 a.m. Now go and do something and take a nap later on if you want. That doesn't mean it's easy to get up at 4 a.m. necessarily. That doesn't mean uh, naps are for everybody. But I have been taking naps for every afternoon for about 12 years now. And uh, about 20 minutes. And you get a habit that's really easy. And it always means I need less sleep at night. Now with coronavirus, not that you really care, uh, I've been getting up at four or five, although today was six, almost every morning and just doing stuff, reading, typing, working, um, and taking a much longer nap in the afternoon. And it's fantastic. So I don't have any insomnia and I don't think you need to have any insomnia and neither do you need sleepless anxiety. You're here to thrive. All of the elements are conspiring on your behalf. Surrender with action, as we talked about yesterday. Jumbo fellow adventurers, Mike Dooley, time for a spiritual tune-up. Here we go, talking about how to take action in these weird, wonky times with COVID restrictions, social distancing, and all the uncertainties. Clearly, this is a concern for everybody and it's probably the number one question I've received again and again and again during the almost one year I've been doing these daily tune-ups. So this time I thought um, what I would do is offer you, I have a list of 14, one four, things you can be doing to take action on your dreams, to expand your frontiers, to get rooted in truth, to love your amazing life. And I'm not saying any of these are easy, but you did not sign up for easy. You wanted the whole deal. You wanted sunshine, rainbows, unicorns, wealth, abundance, friends, laughter, creative, fulfilling work. That means challenge. Challenge can be scary. Here are some things that can set you up great. None of which are things you haven't heard before, but sometimes maybe it helps to, to see them. Maybe jot them down as I write so somebody can visually see these in the comments. That would be really cool. Okay, number one, apply for a job. Apply for a new job. You can do this online. You can vet the companies that are hiring and, you can, and they are hiring, not everybody. This is a boom time for some industries and it's a bust for others. Get online. Do some research, apply for jobs, interview with a mask in a safe surrounding, wash your hands. You, know, you can go out into the world with the proper precautions in place, but this is a golden opportunity to reconsider your career, to reinvent yourself, to tune in to what your new voice is now saying as the vibration on the planet rises. Number two, join a meetup group. I believe it's meetup.com. Uh, you go there and you type in what your interests are, fill out a profile. It used to be important where your location was so that you could go to the local library or swimming pool or bistro and meet up with people who also like 
fill in the blank, things that you like, metaphysics, law of attraction, gardening, animal lover, dog lover, rabbit lover. Uh, there's an endless list of things you could do. And of course, all of this is being done online right now. You can look face to face with these folks and, and make a new best friend for life. Make a dozen new best friends, but join several meetup groups so that you have several things to do in a week and meet them over, over the internet. Number three, practice creative visualization. If you understand that your thoughts become things, it's a no-brainer to spend a few minutes, just like three or four every day, thinking some good thoughts. Creative visualization. If you know your thoughts become things, spend a few minutes every day doing creative visualization. There's books on it. I teach on it. Check out these uh, spiritual tune-ups uh, at Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. There's almost 200, over 200 of them. One of them, I share my nine guidelines for creative visualization. You ought to be doing that every day. It's, it's the least you can do to get the most. Of this whole list, it's the least you can do to get the most in return. Four minutes a day of creative visualization. Number four, try online dating. Online dating. If, if that's where you are in your life right now. Uh, number five, I, I, you know, it's online. Number five, write. Write a journal, a gratitude journal, a daily journal, an introspection journal. Write questions for God and then write God's answer. Um, and or write that book, write that poem, write that story. Start. Number six, launch a business beginning with massive online research. And as I said, not only are some companies now booming uh, with these new this new world order, um, but brand new companies are emerging on a daily basis. Look for success stories on the internet. Google top 10 online businesses, top 10 new businesses, top 10 businesses thriving during COVID. Number seven, dabble with the stock market. Play around, have fun. I mean, don't, don't spend money you can't afford to lose, but you could maybe spend a couple hundred bucks or a couple whatever, uh, and, and, and play around and get to know it. Let it be a hobby. And, and it could become a profession one day. Number eight, catch up on the classic movies or the Academy Award movies, the winners that you've never seen before. Not that the Academy uh, has a lock on all great movies, but what are some famous movies you've heard your whole life long or maybe some recently released movies in the last few years that you haven't caught up on. Enjoy that. Go check that stuff out. I went through a phase in my life where I watched Ingrid Bergman movies. And wow, did it take me places. Casablanca is the best. Um, read books on the nature of reality, on gardening, whatever. I'm using this time, as you probably know from other tune-ups, to, to do a lot of reading on enlightenment. And my favorite series so far has been the Ken Carey books, The Starseed Transmission, Return of the Bird Tribes, The Third Millennium. Wow, use this time. There's so many great things to be doing. I'm not even done my list. Number 10, learn the language. Now I'm not gonna tell you that's easy. I'm still working on Spanish, but I do a little bit every day. And, and if you're interested in learning a language, you can do it too. Number 11, not for everybody, get a pet. Uh, at my feet, there's a little puppy right now. 
We wanted to have a family puppy uh, as our daughter grows up. And oh my God, it's so much work. Potty training, don't talk about that, okay? But a, a pet, a fur baby, uh, a variety of species, oh my God, they can add so much to your life, but don't underestimate the responsibility you'll have for the rest of their lives. Number 12, learn to meditate, learn yoga, learn Reiki, learn hypnosis, learn these mind things. Cool stuff is out there. Oh my gosh. You're going to wish you had more hours in the day, more time at home to do these things. Number 13, take a course, a college course, uh, uh, a continuing education course. Maybe get a degree. Go get that law degree. Time goes quickly. You'll be glad you did it if that's something that calls to you. Number 14, Join Toastmasters, Toast, toastmasters.org. Okay, they are amazing. And that's how I got over my fear of public speaking. Not that it doesn't rattle my cage a little bit still from time to time, but it is one of the most am amazing programs that's so simple, extremely inexpensive. There's a Toastmasters club in your town, no matter where you live especially if you're in the English language world, probably in any language, there's a Toastmasters, toastmasters.org. Um, and it's just to help you get over the fear of speaking. And of course, I don't even have to look. I know they're having virtual meetings. Maybe you should join a club in London or Sydney or Timbuktu. Make it interesting. Have some fun as long as it's the same language. Whether or not you want to be a professional speaker is beside the point. All of us could stand to gain a little more confidence in ourselves and learn to better put together a presentation or to make a point uh, with stories and, and other, you know, um, tools. So valuable. There's no one who shouldn't take Toastmasters. It should be mandatory. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, happy Thursday. Time to talk about money, dineros in this spiritual tune-up. Mike, how in the world do you get out of the old paradigm and mindset over money? How do I create a new identity mindset pertaining to money? Actually, it's really, really easy. And you've heard me talk um, about the cursed house before. Like when you have a dream, don't worry about how it's going to come true. The universe, divine mind, knows countless ways for you to live in abundance, for you to have friends and laughter, health and healing, recovery, whatever you want. The universe knows how. Your job is to go to the end result. So step number one of my four is to stop thinking in terms of money. Just chuck it. Forget the money. Think of the friends. Think of the laughter. Think of the travel. Think of the clothing. Think of the things that money can buy, but the things that you want as your end result, because what is money anyway, but a cursed how? There's a lot of ways for the universe to reach you with great clothes, great trips, can be part of your work. Your employer might give you a cell phone, a laptop, and a ticket to Europe right? And you thought, oh, I've got to figure out Europe, computer, cell phone. I need 
$3,500, how am I going to make $3,500? You know what ends up happening when you think in terms of money? You end up thinking so much in terms of money, you forget what the dream was. And you're a slave to the almighty dollar, dinero, rupee, yen, yuan. You know, you got it. So number one is stop thinking in terms of money. Number two is the flip. Think lifestyle. Lifestyle. Who are you really? You're that person on the go. You're that person surrounded by friends. You're that person that laughs and brings joy and light into a room. You're that person who wants to do something. She or he just does it. You're spontaneous. You're improvisational. You're always in the right place at the right time. Everything you touch turns to gold. We didn't talk about money in there, okay? We came up with a lot of adjective-like statements to create a sense of well-being and financial security, none of which do we attach to. Okay, you don't have to touch things and see gold, but it's just an expression that it's just it just works. It just always works. It's so much fun. I love my life. Number three, move in the direction of that lifestyle. Do not be one of those people who does not enjoy their life until they have X, Y, Z, the money, the boyfriend, the um, whatever it is, the lose the weight. Um, the secret to living the life of your dreams, the universe once said in a note, is to begin living your dreams today to any degree, however small or humble that you can. If there's things you can do today that are reflective or representative of your grand lifestyle vision, and you're not doing them, then how do you think you're going to get your mind around ultimately envisioning and doing greater things? So maybe you can't travel to Tahiti right now, but you love to travel. Can you book a trip or rent a car and go to Tampa? You know, maybe it's not Hong Kong just yet, but can you go to Chicago? Do what you can with what you got from where you are and it'll embolden you by moving, physically moving in the direction of your lifestyle, including baby steps and including doing logical things that might make it possible. I'm not saying divorce yourself from any idea of accumulating cash. Go ahead and get the job, but be thinking about the end result, not so much counting your, your pennies. And number four, be sure to continually, perpetually, all the time, forevermore. Do you know what I'm going to say? Give some away. Share the wealth. Be a conduit of that divine energy that can show up in the form of money. Okay, there's nothing unspiritual about money. I wish you mountains and piles and tons of it. Okay, think of the good you can do with a lot of money. Not that you need money to do good, but hey, let's paint money in a good light, in a generous light, instead of thinking it is the root of all evil. Okay, just let it flow. And I'm not saying give away a ton, and you don't have to follow any percentage, but just be mindful that you have the ability to help other people, other people's dreams come true. And sometimes, while they might be thinking of end results, big or small, maybe a meal 
in midday, you showing up and sharing a few coins or a few dollars or a few whatever it is can make that difference. And boy, are you going to feel good and boy, are you going to feel rich. Brand new mindset. Happy Friday, Jumbo fellow adventurers, Mike Dooley, time for a spiritual tune-up. Um, yesterday's was really popular about changing your mindset for money. Uh, and somebody on Facebook asked if I would do something similar for health. And of course, the context here is chronic health issues or problems. Uh, otherwise, I would be telling you, you got to know already, please eat well. It's not hard to do and exercise a little bit every week, okay? And hopefully a little bit every day or every other day. We're not going to go there today, but please, you know better. Nothing could make you more spiritual and help you glow better than exercise and good food. Okay, so let's talk about chronic health. Mike, I have a problem, a health problem, which takes over my life. So, so to such a degree, I can think of nothing else. And how am I going to handle it to get better and live the life of my dreams? My heart goes out to you. I, I almost can't imagine it. I've had my own little meanderings in those directions in small ways. Um, so I do have something to share for you and everybody. First off, there is absolutely hope. Okay, Every dreamer dreams because something in their life or missing from their life is pushing them onward. And that means every dreamer must contend with a physical world surrounding them that is the exact opposite of what their dream is. Otherwise, they wouldn't be dreaming. And so very often, whether it's money or health or love or romance, the person comes to me, the bill collector's calling every day. How do I think abundance? You don't, you, you understand that if you just do what you can with what you have from where you are, it'll be enough to offset 18 waking hours of fear. And don't worry that the whole world physical universe is showing you a reality other than what you want. We tend to get psyched out like, oh my gosh, it's just me and my little thoughts against all this evidence in the world that I'm dying of cancer, that I'm going to go broke, that nobody loves me. And it's like, forget what your physical senses are showing you. Your true nature is that of a magnificent being of light, a gladiator of love and joy, an eternal spark of God. That's the real deal. You know, phone calls from debtors and, um, you know, no dates on the weekend. That's temporary. That's just noise, okay? Don't think that predetermines where you're going and don't think because you see it and are reminded of the pain, pain, pain every day that you won't be able to get your head over it. As I've shared given our inclination to succeed, just a little bit of positivity, even if you have to fake it, even if it's polluted with self-doubt, every day with baby steps will prevail in all manifestations as long as your end result does not depend on a certain person behaving a certain way. Things I've talked about before. So believe it or not, I have four steps. That's not the the I wasn't planning on saying all of that, but I have four things for you right now that will sit nicely. 
I trust on that rock of truth, understanding that hope is not lost. You're destined to thrive, be prosperous, be happy, be loved, and have a great, 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 great next chapter of your life. So number one, number one, focus on what is healthy. Focus on what you can do. Now, you may be in such an extreme degree that you feel like, oh, I can't do anything. I'm laid up in bed. And um, let me give you a little example of how little focusing tricks can change everything. Uh, I'll try to make this quick. I've shared it a million times before, but I had torn ligament, torn cartilage in one of my knees. I was told by a surgeon I had to go under the knife. This has happened in another knee before, and I did have the surgery. This time I said no. I decided to run through it. I'm a runner, a jogger, just lightly. And so it was like knife in the knee, and then my left knee was fine. Knife in my knee. So I'm going down the road like, ah, ah. And it was overwhelming. The, the, the pain, uh, the, the feeling of defeat, knowing that I couldn't go forward. It's like the whole world was like, you're not going to get away with this, Mike. But I remember thinking, just focus on your left knee. Just focus on your left knee. I was like, there's no pain in my left knee. Ah, no pain in my left. Ah, and then I was like, do you have any pain in your elbows? No, pain-free elbows. Woo, ah, and I'm continuing to run. Um, I did that all over my body. No pain in my neck, no pain in my back, my funny bone, my knee, my ankles, my toes. I was like, and then I would be thinking like, wow, some people have no pain anywhere in their body. I was like, wow, I was thinking of that, feeling that. Every day I pushed myself, instead of running a couple of miles, I would run a couple of blocks, but I wasn't gonna be taken hostage by this pain. And I was gonna focus, however seemingly futile, which is like almost 100%, on what didn't hurt in spite of the pain screaming in my face that I can't do this. And within five days, the pain was gone. That was about seven years ago, eight years ago, never returned, uh, never had the surgery. Miracles, man, they abound. Focus on what is healthy. Focus on what you can still do in your life. Enjoy the heck out of both. The second tip, under th this is... This is so big. I, I still have issues here, issues there, physical health, like what's going on. I've shared to, to many of you in other things that I had atrial fibrillation, you know, heart palpitations, but like really fast and really irregular. And we tend to think that it's random, that it's genetics, that there's no flipping point to it. Oh, woe is me. Why is this happening to me? Other people don't have to do this. Oh, I'm getting older and I'm falling apart. And we, we just assume all this negativity. The truth is, you live in a world of meticulous perfection, order, meaning, and above all, love. And the truth is, nothing happens by chance. When we have an ailment, no matter what corroborating physical circumstances exist. You know, um, my mom had the problem. My uncle had the problem. Everybody has atrial fibrillation, right? So, so it's just, it's just luck of the draw. <clears throat> Maybe your mom and your uncle needed to learn some of the same spiritual lessons that you're learning, Mike Dooley, 
And and that's part of the the organization and the choice of having them as family members amongst many other reasons. Learning to believe in yourself, learning not to be afraid, learning to face your fears, things like that maybe, Mike Dooley. And, uh, and so the point here is, there's, there's a reason you have what you have. It's serving you. Even if you don't know what that reason is, it's serving you. But I will tell you, there's something amiss in your thinking. And I'm not trying to blame you. Don't go down that path. I'm not blaming anybody. We're spiritual adventurers learning how to rock in the jungles of time and space. So we have unintended manifestations. Sometimes we get scared. Sometimes that fear shows up in our body. You're not bad. Did you create it? It's like, well, we create everything and we can create the healing as well. That you're alive says that it's not your time to die. Okay, and when you die, you know, it's just another channel anyway. So realize that there's order. Do not feel like you're vulnerable. Do not feel like you're a statistic. Do not feel like you're a victim. Even if you can't figure out what your issue is, try, by all means, try. Journal, introspect, think about it, self-reflect. What could you do differently? What brings up the issue? What brings up the pain? Read Louise Hay's book, You Can Heal Your Life. If you don't have that book already, you will you will find it to be invaluable. It's one of the best-selling books in the history of modern civilization. I kid you not, Louise Hay of Hay House, uh, You Can Heal Your Life. The back half of that book is an index of ailments, back pain, kidneys, skin, everything. Um, and then a possible, in some cases likely, cause from confusion in your own mind. So go look for that. Go introspect. Go look for what the confusion is. And remember, even if you can't pin the tail on the donkey, the work and the balancing act created by the manifestation of the ailment, the pain, the disease, whatever, the work is being done and you are being served. And most importantly in this point, this whole experience of what you're going through, including the self-reflection that maybe seems to point you nowhere, the whole experience is making you more amazing, more phenomenal, more unstoppable, more, I won't say lovable because you couldn't be more lovable, more everything than you could even know to ask for prior to being bedridden or inflicted or ill or whatever in ways that will boggle your mind uh, and, and shock the daylights out of you. Maybe in another realm you'll find out it's not important now. You're going to get past this and you're going to be more by an unimaginable stretch than you were before having gone through it. And you will look back on that, that experience as one of the greatest gifts of your life. All right, we're not done. Uh, move, uh, 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 understand, and this is for creating an affirmation, understand that your body knows how to heal itself, okay? Your lungs know how to heal themselves. Your muscles, your back knows how to heal themselves. Um, your mind and your psyche know how to heal themselves. You are in nonstop automatic healing mode. Because you have an ailment, that's part of the healing here. 
Even sickness is health in that light. But your body and your psyche know what's going on. So you can celebrate this. You can be happy about it. And you can realize that every day, no matter the degree of the ailment, you are getting better. And soon those symptoms and those whatever are going to go away because the objective will be totally met. So craft an affirmation. You know, my, son, my body knows how to heal itself and it's doing so right now. My heart knows how to heal itself, and it's doing so right now. Number four, and this is the kind of final tie it all together. Whenever it comes to metaphysical approaches, especially to health, play both ends to the middle. You probably have heard that expression, cover your bases. What it means here, what I mean by this, is definitely, if this applies to you, rewatch this video. Definitely get Louise Hay's book. Definitely do the woo-woo, okay? Creative visualization, demonstrations, act of faith. Celebrate that your big toe still works pain-free. You know, do all the woo-woo, absolutely. But on the other end of the spectrum, see your doctor. See your nurse. Be a good patient. You know, balance the whole thing out. Do not forego conventional medicine because you wanted to, because you felt like it was a negative reinforcement of the condition or because your body knows how to heal itself. There is some neg negativity when, when we surrender our own control, but no more so than when you go to a psychologist or a life coach or you're watching me, you decide every minute what is the deal for you and how you're going to respond. I advocate do the woo-woo but always do the conventional. I do it in my own life. I've got a doctor. I do my regular checkups. My wife and daughter do all of that. We do the vaccines. Yes, we do vaccines. We have total faith in our, our body. I don't know what you should do, but that's what we do. I play all those games, and that gives me assurance that I'm not going to slip up on an invisible limiting belief that, oh, I didn't pay attention to the doctor, and so I'm vulnerable. So I cover that base, and then I do the woo-woo, and I think you should too. There you have it, fellow podcast listener. Now, let's stay in the zone. If you haven't already, please visit my website, tut.com, where you can sign up, along with one million other subscribers, for my free daily notes from the universe. You can also find out about my Infinite Possibility membership for a price you choose. Every single Tuesday, I do a live broadcast, a 30-minute mini manifesting workshop. Members have access to the last 52 mini manifesting workshops. So check it out. And if you have a moment and these podcasts move you, I would be deeply grateful for a review at the Apple podcast platform. Go to tut.com, look for spiritual tune-ups, look for the link for podcasts. If you send us a screen grab of your published review at Apple We've got a very special bonus waiting for you. Check out the links, read all about it. Thanks for being here, and I'll see you on the next podcast installment.